When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. Hey, y'all. I'm Stephanie Pena. Hi, guys. I'm Stephanie Myers. So glad you're with us today, y'all. As you know, this is the show where we share stories and memories connected to the music that has shaped our lives. Let's get it going. Yeah, we have a great episode for you today, Talk Tuners, and a really fun song and band to discuss. We're going to open first with a little bit of our music-related chit-chat. As you know, we often talk about shows we've seen, concerts we've seen, music documentaries we've seen. In this case, I saw something really cool, and I wanted to share it with you guys. I recently got to see the band The Intelligence play here in LA at the Bob Baker Marionette Theater. And it was just an absolute trip um, in the best way. The concert was in this beautiful vintage theater. I had never been. I'd heard of them for a long time, but I'd never attended. But true to its name, they have puppet shows during the day, marionette shows that are kind of all ages. And then relatively recently, they had started these concerts at night. And you can just imagine the scene. It was so much fun. And I've been to, you know, hundreds of shows, as I know we both have. And this was one of the more unique ones. Um, These marionette puppets came out while the band was playing on stage and had these puppets going in the front. So there was like skeleton puppets that came out. There was like a drum puppet who was like beating himself on the drum. Um, Just all (laughs) these different little like assorted puppets like come out and interact in front of the band while they were playing. So it was really neat. You know, we talk about venues a lot on the show. I would recommend that folks go check out a show there if they haven't. It was really fun. And I'm going to really make a point of seeing future concerts at this venue. It was so much fun. That's cool. That's super cool. And I love that it's uh, the venue's named after Bob Barker. Come on, man. Oh, it's Bob, right. Bob Baker. So he oh, was a- Bob Baker! <laughs> but I did the same thing. <laughs> So he's a marionette guy and he worked with Walt Disney when Walt Disney was alive. But everybody I've, I did the same thing and everybody I've talked to has done the same thing. (laughs) All right, y'all. So now, you know, those folks that are going to go to LA um, for some vacation and some music entertainment, you're going to the Bob Baker marionette theater, not Bob Barker. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. And uh, yeah, he worked on these aesthetics um, for Disney back in the day. And you learn so much when you walk in there. They did this little preface and told us about the history of him and the theater. And it was fascinating. And uh, I'm not as steeped, I guess, in that uh, area. So I learned a lot. (laughs) So it was really good. 
That's awesome. I can't, I'm just giggling over here, trying not to laugh too loud. That's so fun. Awesome. Definitely <laughs> will check it out. That's so cool. Absolutely. That's awesome. All right, y'all. So let's, let's turn it to the topic of today. We're not talking about Barker, about Bob Barker, but we are, we are continuing our love letter to the nineties. As we talked about, we're going to be talking certain episodes. We're going to be bringing back um, bands that really shaped our lives through childhood, through young adulthood, et cetera. Today, super excited, we are going to be talking about The Refreshments and their 1996 hit song, Banditos. So just how far down do you want to go? Well, we could talk it out over a cup of joe And you could look deep into my eyes like I was a supermodel Uh-huh Trust will say nothing to no one, no how we bust and never crack a smile or blinch or cry for nobody. I love them so much. I got into their album, Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy, in high school, and that's where the single came off of, as well as Down Together, which was the other main single from that album. And when I tell you, I played the crap out of that CD. I loved it so much. I love the songwriting. I love the sound. Uh, I think my favorite tracks off that were Mekong, Interstate, European Swallow. But the whole thing was awesome, and it's such a part of that time of my life. And then just a part of it going forward. So I'm so glad we're talking about them today. They have a really interesting story and they're a really cool band. They're also an Arizona band, much like the Gin Blossoms, um, who we spoke about. Yeah, spoke about those guys in the season opener. They're fantastic. The refreshments were formed in Tempe, Arizona. They consist of Roger Klein, Dusty Denham, Paul P.H. Nafa. Arthur Eugene, Buddy Edwards, and Brian David Blush. They actually formed in 1992, and we found out they used to open for the Gin Blossoms early on. So, yeah, yeah there was a lot of cross, uh, cross knowledge about these different bands in the area. They had the same stomping grounds. They often played the same venues, and the refreshments really got big uh, and got their record deal, I think, based partially on the strength of their live shows because mm-hmm. they were – just so good with these live shows. So we'll get into that in a little bit, but just wanted to give folks that background. They're really, really cool. That's awesome, man. There's definitely something in the water um, in Tempe, Arizona that time for some creative genius. Um, that's cool. Love it. Love it. Love it. So the refreshments. Um, yeah, they're, I mean, as we were talking earlier, Stephanie, they are not, you know, they're not just about their music. They've evolved. They contributed to other mediums. Yeah. Yeah, so beyond just the albums and singles you might have 
seen on the radio, they did, as folks may know, the King of the Hill theme song. So, and that's called Yahoo's and Triangles. (laughs) I love King of the Hill. I love King of the Hill. But that was their, uh, that was the song they played at Soundcheck for many years. And then that subsequently became the King of the Hill theme song, which if you know it, you know it. It's Mm -hmm. perfect. It fits the show perfectly. So I really like that they're kind of everywhere. They show up in these different spots in pop culture. I've always just really enjoyed their very clever songwriting. I've always just really appreciated that uh, lyrically. They're so fun, and especially from their debut album. But when I think yeah. about, yeah, yeah, they're just like very much of the time. Uh, it's like, oh, we're going to have these kind of amazing melodies, but we're also going to be really funny. And I really appreciated that um, about them. Most of that songwriting was done by Roger Klein, who I'm a really big fan of. He's so great. They did a great album after Fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy called The Bottle and Fresh Horses. Um, I also really love that album. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. But it didn't sell as well, and they uh, they kind of knew it. They were on the Mercury label and decided uh, to leave before they got uh, taken off because they just kind of saw the writing on the wall. And around that time, too, the release of that album, the band member Brian David Blush had run into some addiction issues, and that was part of the catalyst of the oh. breakup of the band in 1998. But, uh, you know, many parts of that story continued on, and we'll get into those. But I know you had some things you wanted to talk about there, freshman Stephanie. Yeah, absolutely. So now definitely good, good, uh, good knowledge there about them, but let's focus, uh, on the, the song Banditos. Um, yes, this song y'all all over the radio station, all over the radio station, serious rotation. Um, it, it is fun. You know, Stephanie, you're mentioning, yeah, they're, you know, they, they definitely have a, a comical side, right? I mean, King of the, uh, it's a comedy, right? So yes. Well, Banditos is a fun song and it has a comical sense as well. They carried that into the music video actually for this, for this uh, song. 
the the music video is super ridiculous over the top because it's a depiction of the band going to Mexico and robbing a bank. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're cutting up. They're doing all this ridiculous stuff. Um, there's even a scene of them um, around a kiddie pool. Um, you know, they, they have a, they're camouflaged, right. With one of those rubber noses and black circle, you know, glasses. Cause yeah, that's yeah. a good disguise. Um, you know, just chilling. Um, yeah, they're not, uh, they're not bandits, right. They're, they're cool. And the Mexican police just rolls by. It's, it's ridiculous. It's fun. Um, and, uh, and, and in the video as well, it segues to a concert. And so it's, yes, it's the nineties, the nineties, anything kind of flowed. It, it's so good stuff. I love that. Um, you know, you brought up that they are part of King of the Hills. So yeah, that just really proves my point that they're fun, fun band. Um, you know, it's, as far as the song goes, what I love, like the lyric is just everybody knows that the world is full of stupid people. I need this on a fucking shirt. It's so like, good. Straight up. That's like, <laughs> so man. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, so th- listening to the song at first, you know, as a child, I didn't have many life experiences, but uh, as I am now, I'm like, yeah, this is a great song for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and you know, this song you know, aside from the video and just being all over the place, it's near and dear to me because growing up and just during our time, kind of claiming what music you like for the music enthusiast, enthusiast, it kind of painted this style of image of yourself. And this is from me and my perspective, like, yeah. you know, growing up, you know, there are folks that are like, yeah, I'm really into metal. So, you know, I'm a metal and it's like, I'm really into punk. So I'm punk and I dress a certain way or I'm into hip hop or I'm in the country. You know, this is, um, you know, music just kind of shaped your image, um, you know, for some people, for music enthusiasts like myself. And this was a song that everyone liked. Like this was just unanimous. It's a cool song. Um, you know, and so that's something that I really like. It's just, uh, you know, as far as the music goes, it was something that, um, you could, anybody who was just like, yeah, that's a fun song. Absolutely love it. So just, just true, genuine rock and roll, good times. Um, but yeah, and, you know, as far as I was actually pretty lucky, I always say damn lucky because yeah. I saw them play live. Um, I saw them play live at, in, in San Antonio at the Fiesta Oyster Bake and just a little bit of context about this particular event. Um, I've talked, we talked about it in season one, um, loosely, but Fiesta is basically San Antonio's Mardi Gras. And this particular event, Oyster Bake, is so, so important to me because it involves everything I absolutely love. I love festivals. I, I love, you know, my culture and I love, you know, music and Fiesta celebrates all of that and particularly Oyster Bake. Um, it is something that has been around for over 100 years and at the ways that I have discovered some new music. And at the time when I saw the Banditos back in 98, this ticket price was $8. It's crazy. <laughs> Can we bring that shit back? I mean, $8. Now again, Oyster Bake's like $40. Yeah. Anyway, but you know, but regardless. So I loved it that they played at this particular venue going, uh, excuse me, events, going back to what I was saying about, you know, in the nineties music, kind of defining your style. When I, you know, went to this particular uh, set, cause there's so many, there's like five different stages. The event itself is on a college campus. So any type of genre of music and you're a music lover, you go, cause there's going to be somebody local or somebody famous, you know, nationally famous that you want to go see till this day. And it was great because this particular set, everyone was just having a damn good time. You know, it didn't matter what your certain preference was or whatever. You were there and 
man, the refreshments just kept the the vibe alive. And I am super happy that I was able to, to see them because they broke up that same year. So, wow. <laughs> they did. Wow. They did. And it's so cool that you saw them in 1998, right? Before they broke up, like literally later in 1998. So you really, I think, saw what was one of the last public shows that they did. So I think that's really, really cool. And uh, yeah, and kind of a rarity for this um, this band who in that form uh, was not together like quite that long. Uh, but what was interesting is they kind of rose from the ashes once they did break up uh, because Roger went on to form the band Roger Klein and the Peacemakers who were really awesome. So I was, yeah, really into the refreshments. I never got to see them live while they were together. And I was really just trying to kind of like figure out if they still played together. It was like via kind of internet bulletin boards because there wasn't as much um, easily obtainable information mm-hmm. around that time uh, for uh, quick Googling. But I did uh, poke around and realize they had formed the Peacemakers so that was really cool. Roger Klein formed it with PH Nafa. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like there's more, there's more of this type of music that I love, type of the songwriting. So from there, I'd made a point of connecting with these guys uh, via their live shows. They just put on a great show and they play refreshment songs at every stop. So I thought nice. that was, yeah, it's really, really cool. And I got, I had the good fortune of seeing the Peacemakers play a number of times, uh, which I would, uh, I hope to continue, but I've seen them, I'd say at least five or six times over the years. I saw them at the classic Austin venue Antones and at BB Kings in Times Square. And they're known for just like kind of keeping it a party. They're a lot of fun. They toast the crowd. They take shots with the crowd. They're out in the crowd. Um, they just put on a hell of a show and they're known for it. And again, the strength of these live shows is what propelled them to be as huge as they were to begin with. They were, you know, put under the umbrella of Southwestern Sound, uh, which was cool. Uh, But several of their fellow Arizona bands, including uh, Jim Blossoms and also the Meat Puppets, were also Mm -hmm. kind of given that label. Mm -hmm. So there was just a certain certain approach. There was a certain genre. There was a certain mentality that went to that music. And it's just a really cool vibe. It's just a really cool vibe. And I highly encourage folks who uh, maybe not uh, haven't checked them out to get into them. I would definitely give the Peacemakers a try. They're really, really fun. Yeah, I'll have to check them out. Um, you know, if they're especially coming from Roger Klein and his creation, because, you know, the refreshments has that same vibe. So it seems like he yeah. just carried it on to his to his new band. Um, that's awesome. And again, you know, you, you bring up that Southwestern sound, right? So like, wow, that's something new for me too. I've never knew that there was an actual category for Southwestern sound. I wonder who else falls under that umbrella. I got to do some digging. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they might be even outside of, uh, the immediate geographic area. There's probably a lot Mm -hmm. of other bands too, but it's like a very specific, um, label that they were given. So I thought that was really cool. And it really aligns, I think, with who they are and where they're from. Yeah. Where they're from is reflected in the music. And I uh, that's really my favorite kind of band where um, you can kind of see their influences. They wear their influences on their sleeve, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And you had a chance to actually talk to Roger, right? I did. I did. I got to interview Roger Klein uh, for the music publication Jupiter Index back in the day. 
And I was so thrilled to be able to talk to him at length, really about his process. He was so warm and so great and answered all of my questions. He talked about what went into his songwriting, what inspired him, how he approached his work in general, which was mm-hmm. so neat to be able to hear straightforwardly. Um, it was when I'd spoken with him, the album Sonoran Hope and Madness by the Peacemakers had just come out. And that's a really beautiful album. And I think a lot of uh, talk tuners on the line might not know about it. I would say absolutely check it out. It's just got some really beautiful songwriting. Part of it touches on a friend of his who passed and how uh, Roger was tasked with going to spread his ashes in the desert. So just these really um, evocative, beautiful songs about that that were really tributes. And so, yeah, this album, uh, I thought, dealt with pretty raw subject matter, but just had really gorgeous melodies and was very life affirming. So it was just really cool to talk with him about everything the Peacemakers were doing, how the direction had changed from Mm -hmm. the refreshments themselves, how they had evolved. I remember he said, we like mirth, but it doesn't have to be about mirth all the time. We can mix that with these real life experiences that we've had. And I'm paraphrasing, but I thought that that was a really cool yeah. way to describe that direction. So um, just very cool to be able um, to speak mm-hmm. with them. That's awesome. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So um, I don't think I'd be able to have that type of conversation with him. I was like, man, you were cool at Oyster Bank. I remember. <laughs> he'd pres- I bet he'd appreciate that too, though, you know. I, I wouldn't even be that deep. I'd be like, hey, you know, I saw you. Uh, you know, back in 98 and, uh, I had a great time. Beer, beer was flowing. People were dancing. Um, thank you. Thank you for yeah, yeah. a memorable moment. Y'all. I mean, just to go back and just in general, um, you know, oyster bake in general, I love that event so much that I skipped my senior prom because it was on the same day. Oh, dang. Wow. Yeah, I was like, fuck the prom. I don't care. I'm going to Oyster Bay because I want to see music. I want to be at a festival. I want to party. It's better than the prom. And I have no regrets on that shit. So That's so fun. That's really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I should have wore a prom dress, but I did it. Anyway, but but yeah, no, that's awesome. And just, you know, I love that you were able to talk to him because I mean through this interview, and yeah, and this happened years ago. I can just see where you're talking about, Stephanie, that you know, it's very genuine that he was a cool, cool guy. Um, yeah, that's cool. And yeah. you know, you're, so yeah, right on. Cool. Yeah. Just a really awesome dude. And, um, for talk tuners online who might just want to learn more about just the people who the refreshments are and were, there's a documentary about them and it's called here's to life. The story of the refreshments that came out in uh, 2017. You want to get a deeper sense of their story, but I thought that's really cool. They have a whole documentary dedicated to them. And I think that really shows also the uh, strength and intensity of their following. They have Mm -hmm. a really big fan base and that extends out into the Peacemakers as well. Um, Just a really big uh, fan base. And they're just very, I think, generous about connecting with people. And that's what I really appreciate about them. Yeah. Heck yeah. That is awesome. I'll have to check that out for sure. Well, y'all, um, you know, this was, this was a quick one. I hope that, um, you know, we brought back some good memories for, um, talk tuners that, you know, may be refreshments fans or for those that want to discover new music Hey, man, go back in time and, yeah. uh, you know, and listen, and listen to this. Cause again, this is just, it's feel good music, period. That yeah. it, it's feel, it's feel good. And, you know, all of us can use some cheer sometimes. So, you know, you just feel like rocking out, go, go listen to the refreshments or the peacemakers. That's, that is awesome. Love it. 
Yeah. Just really excited that we're continuing this little love letter to the 90s here on the show. And we'll be continuing that a little bit over this season. Before we wrap, as I think talk tuners know, we periodically read some five-star reviews on the show and just quickly wanted to share this recent one. This is from Jesse W. Jackson, and this is from Apple Podcasts. He says, great chemistry and dialogue. Stephanie and Stephanie do a great job of sharing their thoughts and feelings about music. It's fun to listen to their conversation. We really appreciate that, Jesse. Isn't that nice, Stephanie? I thought that was so nice. Yes. Um, Thank you so much. That's so cool. I thought that was really neat. And that's uh, Jesse W. Jackson from the Set Lusting Bruce Springsteen podcast. So we really appreciate that from a fellow music podcaster. That means a lot. So Mm -hmm. thank you for that. That's absolutely fantastic. And that really makes our day. And Talk Tuners, as you know, we always appreciate your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and definitely on Good Pods. All of that really, really helps our visibility and just wanted to say thank you. You guys are uh, really the best. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. I want to echo that for sure. Thank you, Jesse. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys are enjoying us. Um, You know, outside of this podcast, you can find us on your social of choice. Um, You can go to IG, Facebook, TikTok, and find us at Stephanie's Talk Tunes. Um, You can go to Twitter. Our handle is at Stephanie's Talk. Easy shortcut to all things Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. Go to www.stephaniestalktunes.com. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff and good talk, Stephanie. I feel like we're really, really delving into the 90s. We're really delving into good stuff. I'm excited for the rest of the season. No, we got some good stuff coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Keep with us, Talk Tuners. Um, we got a lot of great content to come. Thanks for listening in. Uh, this is Benya. I'm out. I'll see y'all next time. Come on, Talk Tuners. See you in two weeks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.